Man, listen, we each wanted you to hear our theme music, but then you, know, you hear you hear it right now. Yeah, you got yeah, you got it. Okay, did you hear it? No, he didn't hear nothing. Yeah, nobody heard Come on, it. Come man. Let's start. There we go. There we go. From the U.S. to Dubai for Pennsylvania. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BTG Nation. It's a little different start today. But you guys see, we have some guests here. You got the smiles on. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. Brand, we, got, we got a story, no sir, no sir. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's crazy how this works. <laughs> BTG Nation, what's up? How we doing, man? Back in action. How do, how does Q say it? Live on location, <laughs> live, live on and location. direct. Yes, yes. <laughs> From my era, as you guys know, we usually drop around Wednesdays, Thursdays in the week. But I posted that we wouldn't have an episode because we were busy. We had a no, lot. No, 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 no. Hold on, no, we'll no, get there next. No, I'm, listen, no point in beating okay. around the bush. The reason why the episode didn't come out is because we did an hour and a half of a great segment and was, somebody forgot to push the button. It was record. one hour. It was one hour. It was one hour. But the, this is the second time this has happened. Listen, this was a pure mistake. It was a busy week. You know, a lot going on. The audio wasn't playing, but the video was, was recording. And you guys, you guys know that's been with us since episode one. There's been a real upgrade in production. Yeah. And so we thought about still putting out the video stuff because the camera catches audio, but it didn't sound the same. So, but luckily for us, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. I think this episode might be a lot better yeah, anyway. For sure. You guys sure. see, there's a little ambiance here. Shout out to the, uh, how do we pronounce this hotel, guys? Le Meridian? Le yeah, Le Meridian. My, my R's don't roll the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here in Abu Dhabi. Um, and we'll start this episode just getting right into it, right? You guys see we have two guests with us here. Um, you always hear about our task, what we're doing daily with Hoop Mountain and how we're trying to build culture, create change, and even do something new for the youth in the GCC and not just Dubai. Um, and these two gentlemen here are part of an organization that actually understands the concept of team building, partnerships, and, and what it looks like to combine one vision with another another and then work in parallel together as you progress so um we are here in abu dhabi for the world school games um it's a tournament that brings together uh teams from all over the gcc that want to come play and come hoop and we're here hosting it at the nyu abu dhabi um and these guys let us us little guys come in and be the technical director so before we introduce them by name, let's give them a round of applause, I think. Let's go. Let's go. And um, here we have Andrew, right? And Ker Ali. Ali, Ali, Ali. Um, and these guys are instrumental in everything for golf youth sports. I mean, they bring they bring swimming, they bring badminton, they bring football, and no, not American football, no quarterbacks, <laughs> um, and, and basketball now. And so we this is a relationship that started right before COVID. Um, coach can get into that. You know, that's Coach King's thing, the operational stuff. Um, coach, how do we how do we come about with these people? Well, that's an interesting, you know, point right there. Just because, you know, Andrew just asked me a few few minutes ago, how did we meet Julie? You know, and so that made me kind of. I was a little, I was a little disappointed in that, man. I'm, I take that a little personally there, but you know, no, you know, me just getting to Dubai and and, and trying to, you know, start the company off and yeah. and getting a chance to um, to build with some brands that are already established and are trying to do the right thing by the youths in terms of incorporating various sports in the in the region, and so. I basically started to cold call a lot of people. And um, as Coach Ryan always jokes me about, one person returned my call. And thank God it was Andrew from Gulf View Sports. And, um, you know, we, we haven't looked back you know, ever since. And it's been, it's been a blessing to Hoop Mountain. And uh, we hope that, you know, you know, any assistance that we've been able to provide, you know, has been, you know, fruitful for Gulf Youth Sports as well. And we hope to continue things in the future. So um, with that being said, Andrew, can you tell our listeners kind of what Gulf Youth Sports entails? 
we, I guess, Golf Youth Sport, we're actually part of the TwedX group, which is a number of different companies, all focused on youth sports in the Middle East region. So our companies focus on travel, events, media, uh, sports administration and organization, so, and also apparel, we have right. an apparel company as well. Essentially, we started off in the UK about 11, 12 years ago. And when we first started, we were exclusively a sports development tours company. Mm. So <clears throat> we used to take schools and sports academies from the Middle East over to the UK, to Spain. They'd spend time with uh, big soccer clubs, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, train with them, play against local teams, watch some games, uh, do some cultural stuff as well. Anyways, we spent a couple of years doing this and just coming out to the UAE for business development tours. Okay. Figured out that there was a, a great market. People loved sport here. They all had um, an appetite for travel mm -hmm. and they loved sports specifically in Europe as well. So after a couple of years, 2014, I came over, set up the office here just like you did, yep. you know, kind of solo and- With no cold call, right? There was no <laughs> cold calling. I'm not sure how many right. called me back either. Anyways, 2014, came over, established the company and just kind of made it our mission to immerse ourselves in the youth sports uh, community, mm -hmm. I guess. So obviously there was a business uh, objective and we had to, you know, make the whole thing stack up numbers wise, but we took the longer term approach, hmm. which is quite rare in the Middle East, right, which right. I think you have done as well, right. which I can well. yep. but um, realize that yes, you want to make sales and get customers and this, that and the other, but the best way to do that and the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, sustainable way to do that yep. is by actually adding value to right. the community right. with yeah. which you engage with. Right. So as I said previously, we've always had media involved in the company to some extent. So we used to begin by going out to the school sports tournaments, uh, the regional tournaments here in the Middle East and taking the media team along, mm. covering it, interviewing the kids, interviewing the coaches, the parents, making nice little highlights videos, right. taking photos, just to A, add value, B, get to know the people that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and build within the community. And build within the community. Yeah. Obviously, the conversations then, you know, they would ask, how do you make money out of this? Right. The answer is we don't, but right. this is what we actually do to make right. some money. Man, listen, listen, you guys see us laughing. We are live on air and there are people in the hotel that are giving us crazy. Yeah, look, 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 love, love, love. There are people saying that Ali is beautiful. They're saying he's beautiful. We got to take it. We got to take it. Uh, a few strong ones. So, um, that's the one thing that we've learned, right? Our tagline, one of our many taglines, but our core one is it takes a village, right? Because we got, like you said, to build something sustainable, because once you get to the Middle East, specifically the UAE, you really don't want to go back to where you came from. It's, it's like the, the lifestyle, the weather, the opportunities, the growth is like, hmm, I don't think I need to go back to US, Australia, wherever else, UK. I think this is somewhere cool. And so how do we make it work? Like you said, longstanding relationships, setting that foundation. So Ali, let me ask you, when you come in to a space now that's based on youth and keeping their interest, what is it that youth, that Gulf Youth Sports has going forward in the future that's going to excite some of those young people here and kind of create a, a new space, something innovative maybe? Uh, I think looking at the future, you've kind of got to look back first and just, as Andrew's alluded to, where have you come from? Mm -hmm. um, if I talk about myself first and how I'm now part of the company, um, it'll hopefully present an opportunity to talk about where we're going. So I came from a, a PE teaching job. I was mm -hmm. a PE teacher in Dubai, have been for five years. Um, and me and Andrew actually go back about what, 14, 15 yeah. years. Oh, it's like, oh, so you guys are family. Yeah, yeah, you guys are family, man. Scott too, we all played football at university together. Um, and ever since then, I knew that the, the guys, Scott and Andrew started the company and have kind of been an avid, avid 
bystander, but also watcher of what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, with a keen interest in kind of the business element of it. So I've kind of tracked them over the last 14, 13 years or so since they, since they began. And uh, certainly even more so when they moved to, to Dubai. And over time, their, their brand, their image, their, their message more than anything, just got stronger and stronger. And it was that, that genuine love of sport and that genuine love to provide for, for the youth out there. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the environment that we live in, the climate, the culture, sport is enormous here, absolutely enormous. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's begging for people like you guys, Gulf Youth Sport, and these kind of providers to, to put on a show and put on a platform for them to come and kind of show what they're all about and show what they've got. Um, and as I said, watching the guys, I became more and more interested in the side that they do. Um, the day-to-day of PE teaching's a fantastic career. Loved every part of it, but I just had an itch that needed to be scratched. And yeah. It was being the provider of the big event, the big stage, the big platform. Um, and I've said to the guys, the last two days, I've had a, I've had a brilliant time. I've had an absolutely fantastic time just yeah. watching, drinking it in. Mm-hmm. You and I stood for about half an hour. For sure. Watched, <laughs> just watched the game, mm-hmm. commented on that player, that player, and oh, beautiful, yeah. great, great playing style, so fluid, so smooth. It was just, ah, oh, it's a pleasure to be part of, an absolute pleasure. And I think to answer your question, going forward, um, volume of opportunities, mm-hmm. the quality of, of provision that we, that we have going on. I think the NYU facilities speak for themselves. Yes, yes, yeah, state of the art, I, man. My yeah. jaw hit the floor when I walked in. I, yeah. you can, that's a fully grown adult. You can only imagine what these kids mm-hmm. um, would be feeling like as well. And, that, and that's the sort of thing. It's, you know, it's the, the, the inspiring um, that we try and do. Yeah. And I think every kid's going to leave this tournament absolutely buzzing about sport, their sport, their performance, their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly that just comes through the, the amazing opportunities that they've had this weekend. Absolutely. You you said a buzzword for me there. Yes, I said buzzword. Entertainment. And and I think that's where um, I can see this going next as we try to add the three-point contest this year um which i which is causing a lot of trying to yes we're still trying to it's not over yet and that's over and that's (laughs) that's the one thing that when you build something from the ground up with your family with the people that understand sometimes we just got to roll with the punches Mm -hmm. as you know that's how the podcast started it was an idea but as my og always says everybody has an idea but not everybody starts as long as you start, you can always improve from there, right? And adding more entertainment, like a three-point contest, you know, other little things in between, I can see where this is going to go. Because basketball in itself is an entire show, right? When you walk into a gym, and even in high school and youth sports, and we'll start to share those things with you guys that we've been doing so you can see, like, yeah, this is an event. When everybody comes to go through sports and Hoop Mountain Dubai, invitationals or whatever we'll call it it's a show parents come prepared (laughs) players come prepared you know Um, and they're all buzzing about the live game recording and being able to see them so that's a, a, a great thing because they don't record often no like any other events that we're in or if they record they don't have good um media teams right and so that's something that you guys are, are killing it at and so definitely want to applaud you for that well, let's keep it going but um what any message out there for for coaches people who are in dubai and aren't familiar with golf youth sports um what opportunities are there for collaborations where can they find you i think our i think our big thing and it's probably as I said earlier, we do lots of different things, but the the project that brings everything together is the World School Games. Mm-hmm. And that is, the objective is to find the world champions of school sport. Mm-hmm. So that brings together our travels, our events, our media operations, all into the one thing. And as Ali said, we want to put on a show for everybody. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time we've done this. First time is always very much a test run. Yep. Mm-hmm. We then had a three year hiatus. Um, so in effect, this year's we're kind of going back to the start, but yep. you know we've been having conversations every day of right. tweaks, refinements, how to make it better, to the rules, yeah. exactly how to make it better. Yep. And I think for us, that's always been a big thing: is we've never claimed to be the know-it-alls right. or mm-hmm. the experts or the people that have cracked it. 
we've always we're a sports company yeah. and we listen to people's feedback and yeah. how to refine and improve our offerings to put on the best show for everybody so that the kids get the best experience right. and that's kind of what led us to this like i said we started out with developmental tours where the kids go and have an experience but then we listened to the, the schools and the teachers and the kids they wanted competition right. they wanted to compete mm -hmm. to vie for a trophy right so this is where this world school games concept came yeah. from initially yeah. um that coupled with our kind of ethos of putting things in the best facilities mm. you know we have different events across the globe and at all times we try to put them in the best yeah. so the swim event is in the olympic pool in london that's dope the, the school football cup is in barcelona that's dope. You know, synonymous with the yeah. best football club in the world um Loughborough is at the home of England netball, yeah. so on and so forth. So there's a reason for where we're doing it and what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for, for people to find out about us, Gulf Youth Sport, we mark it as the voice of youth sport. So it's an online platform where we talk about youth sport. But to find out about our traveling events experiences, go to worldschoolgames. Dot com or wsg events.com and don't worry guys as always i'll leave you the <laughs> you know everything that you need right there on the screen now this is a place where we sometimes make bold predictions yeah. what i'm about to say coach king has never heard me say this before he has no idea what i'm going to say but i think it's something that we can throw out there right it's an idea let's let's start the hoop mountain dubai and golf few sports league that goes throughout the time in Dubai. You know, in America, we'll do like between October and March is what we do, right? Started small in Dubai, but let's build it so that way we can have a UAE champion, right? So where we can break down in the Dubai, uh, uh, Ajman, everywhere, they have districts, and then we have a big tournament to see who is the best team in Dubai at each age and play it at the Coca-Cola Arena. I'm glad you brought that up because actually Andrew and I discussed that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, oh, but see, because of the COVID situation. Yes, but so that's yes, definitely on the on the. Listen, ride. we we got some things. Yeah. We got some things we can you know slide our hands into. So you guys be ready. All you guys saying that hey, we want to do this, we want to do that. We're gonna put it together. You better show up. Yep. And that's it. We're going to put the work in. And so, guys, the way we always wrap up with our guests, um, you know, we're coaches at heart. And at the end of every game, you always see coaches give a post-game wrap-up, whether it's based on the performance, maybe it's a little tidbit that they want to lead the team with. And so on you guys' way out, because I know you guys got to get to your food and get to some relaxing, we like to leave your post-game wrap-up. What is a, a one-liner? Maybe it's a quote you heard today. Maybe it's just something that somebody who's listening to this for the first time, maybe they need a little bit of word of encouragement. That's your only thing, all right? For me, I think, just looking around today, the the excitement, the passion, the energy, the, the competitiveness, which is something that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really strong on. Because I think if you can harness competitiveness and, and demonstrate it in a really positive way to kids, it's the best way to show it. Because too often you see overly competitive or or mm -hmm. under competitive kids, and just they don't quite get that part of it right. You know, mm -hmm. emotions take over and things like that. So certainly for me to kind of wrap up the weekend from, from what I've seen so far, it's just harnessing the competition to just demonstrate that skill set and that imagination, the creativity that the kids have yeah. on the platform that they're on is, is yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Love, um, love. Something that I'll take away certainly from this weekend. That's great. That's great. So you big guy? Yeah. Right, old old guys, they guy said. Asking, <laughs> you want a quote? Or? Whatever you want. It's yours. Yeah, you leave them there. This okay. Ali and I used to play football together. Uh -huh. and I'm not sure either of us were particularly blessed with like raw talent <laughs> but we worked hard yes. and I thought that I was like was um, it's your attitude not your aptitude mm. determines your altitude okay mm. I always okay. like that one okay we'll write that's, that's, that's going to be one of our quotables 15 second reel going around yep. we're going, going viral <laughs> alright now you guys as we said um, you will be able to find recaps on this weekend on the Go Through Sports website the World School Games website as well there's also an app that we can break down you'll see some stuff in our vlog episode as well episode 2 um, 
um, of HMD All Access will be dropping um, next week, maybe. Inshallah, we got to see what our guy got going on. But we will let you guys know where we can find everything. Um, and as you always know, we got more cooking. All right. And so thank you to you guys for spending the time. So this much. is in the middle of dinner, too. So I know they're no. starving because I skipped my lunch. Um, <laughs> but but thank you, guys. And now Coach and I will get ready to start talking our trash a little bit. All right. You guys help them with their mics, man. All right. Thank you guys so much, man. Really appreciate yeah, sure. it. Not too bad, right? No, it was fun. Let's look. Thank you for that. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, All guys. Right. Yeah, make sure you turn yeah. those off. All right. All right. Thanks, fellas. All right. For sure. All right. All good. All right. All right. BTG. Yeah. Listen, man. We, look, let me tell you, I, I might have forgot to mess up, to hit the button, Twice. you know what I'm saying? But I did bring the equipment. We are here. This is a good spot. Hold Isn't on, it? man. Hold on. Hold on. We, I, look at the look at the look at the chandelier. Right. Look at the lights, man. Yeah, I know. That was, that's great. <laughs> but who who reminded you? Yo, make sure you bring the equipment. We never know. Ilias. Come on, stop it, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm Give like, the young bucks a love. Oh, yeah. No, 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 for sure. Though. That was... See, that's something right there, right? We're going to go into our... We're going to go into our next space, and our next space is about leadership. Because we're watching young men play. We are watching coaches. We're watching things on the court. And it's like, what does it mean to be a leader, especially in the sports context like right. what is a good leader like what are some examples who do you consider different styles i say that because a good leader we were in a situation where you were performing well we were performing well right. and things messed up because of you know some simple mistakes right but you didn't point the finger scream you didn't make the turnover and then run back or i didn't miss the pass to you and you didn't stop in the corner right. and scream at me you got back on d2 and it's like yo we'll get it next time yeah. right get it back on d right right and, and again it's a game of runs yeah. right and so when we talk about leadership king um because we just sat with two leaders who who have created something that allows the opportunity for us to help with the youth. But, but what is a good leader? How do we define leadership? You know, everybody has their own point of view in terms of what leadership is. And you've probably heard me say this a million times. How am I going to be a leader if I'm not doing certain things myself and being consistent with them? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I always want to make sure the same rules and principles I apply to my players, you know, I apply to myself in my own personal life. Right. Because if if I if I want somebody to to be like me in terms of my work ethic, my core values and just the overall goal of what we're trying to accomplish as a team, you know, I need to make sure that I'm doing the right thing because what are they looking at? Exactly. They, they see and hear everything that I do. Exactly. Exactly. And so short term, because I know people got issues. Yep. A leader, his actions follow his words. Yep. And sometimes if they don't speak, their actions lead. Right. Right. They come into those places. And then I add to that something that we've talked about and that you've told me since I was young. A leader also knows when to step back. Correct. A leader is not somebody that's always in the forefront. They're not always right. You know, it's that age old saying that, hey, the smart people are the ones that know they don't know everything. Right. 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 And so a great leader also knows that, hey, I don't know everything. I have to be able to accept something that comes. No jello ass did not come over here with three slices you of cake. You saw come me, here. You come saw here. me looking at come it. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. No. Listen, 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 listen. Come all over here. Y'all see this? Y'all see this? That's This is why Filipinos got the thick calves and they don't have no doubt. <laughs> man, what is this, man? <laughs> what? It's for Elias. Ain't gonna blame it. It's gonna blame it on him. You got that red velvet up there. Yeah, that thing did have a nice <laughs> little like Hershey kiss on the top, man. But you can keep it. No, I don't want any of that. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look. No, no. But if I eat it, he's going to say I don't need it, so shut up. You're going to say you don't need it. But <laughs> again, a leader shows by action, by words, and then also a leader is somebody that knows when to step back, yep. when to let somebody else go. You know, right now, that key term is serving leadership. Right. Right. Um, and we got another one. So we well, got action. Uh, well, I, I just want to kind of give an example of what you meant by 
stepping back sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like the people who know me well know that I think that I know everything. But the one thing is when it comes down to whether it's our team, our business, or our family, I always step back in terms of things I'm not comfortable with or things I'm not very experienced in or knowledgeable of. Mm -hmm. Take this podcast, for example. Have I had an opportunity to do some things in media and stuff in my career? Yes, of course. But I completely step back and I follow directions because mm-hmm. this is not my realm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that I know that you're well versed in. So I sit back and take orders because it's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get in the way and, and, you know, halt our progress. Yep. And I'll even give you your credit now, too, because basketball wise. Right. You you know more basketball. You forgot more basketball than I know at this point. Right. But you, and you're always still learning. But there are times where you'll step in and let me lead different different sections, different sessions and things. And of course, at certain locations, I am the head guy there. Yep. But when we're in the gym together, there are days when you're just like, hmm, you go here. Mm-hmm. And that's the point to where sometimes you step back so you can teach. Yep. And that's what a leader does too, right? right? You, you let them fail a little bit, then you step back yeah. and not you correct them well, add right. that too. Right. It's like your tone, when you deliver messages as a leader, says a lot about your effectiveness to lead. Right. Being able to talk to them in a space that's not condescending, right. not patronizing, right. letting them know like, yeah, no, you are doing really, really well, right. but... Think about putting this here. Right. And knowing who knowing who you're talking to and how to talk to them. Oh man. Because you I know you got thick skin. You know, I can be a little a little abrasive sometimes and it doesn't bother you. You just keep on moving because mm-hmm. you know you know that I mean well. Mm-hmm. And you know that maybe it's a time and space where I just have to get my point across right away so we can keep moving. But you know, in in, in terms of leadership, people don't understand. You don't get to become a leader without experiences. And with those experiences, you're going to, you're going to be successful sometimes, but you're going to fail more often than that. And that's when you learn from your experiences. So if I'm, if I'm supposed to be a coach and you're coaching with me, yeah, I have to step back and sometimes just let you do your thing because the way you coach, the way you teach will be different from the way I coach. teach. That's the number one thing, right? Understanding. Now that analogy you made about knowing, well, not an analogy. I have an analogy for what you said about knowing how to talk to certain people. You know what the perfect, this is why I love basketball. The perfect analogy to that in basketball terms is I can't make a pass to MJ the same way I'll make a pass to Kwame Brown. Right, right, for sure. Right, right. right. You you can't, the, the pass that I'll make to a 13-year-old a, a can't be the same pass that I'll make to a wing at Kentucky. Right. Right? right. I got to know because I got to get the ball there. Right. The message has to be delivered. Yeah. Right? Right. And so how do you make sure it doesn't fall on deaf ears? Right. Yeah, you know, is is how can I say it? trial and error yeah and knowing your personnel yeah you know what i'm saying we talk about it all the time if you have to know who you're throwing it to they have to you know they have to be aware that you're throwing on the ball because if you throw the ball and they're not looking that's your turnovers and it's not a time for you to be upset with them you have to be upset with yourself so just knowing your personnel and knowing who can take what type of language mm-hmm. who can take what type of tone and mm-hmm. and who can rebound from it you know, if you happen to, you know, be a little over the top sometimes. Yeah. And then, you know, how to give tough love. Man, man. And now, you know, that's leading by action. We talked about just now talking about um, knowing when to step back, yeah. knowing how, knowing what tone to talk to people within. And then the number one thing that that I embrace a lot is learning. Yep. You constantly learn. And you you may learn from somebody younger than you and less experienced than you. Yeah, all the time. All the like you may go into a space to where you didn't think about it in the same way that that even for kids. A kid could teach you something as an adult. Yep. Right? And and when you miss out, when you just completely block that out, you miss out on an opportunity to take a whole different perspective away. So so learning. Learning and gaining trust. Mm. And you know, you want somebody to run through a brick wall for you. You mm. have to be able to trust them and they have to be able to trust you. Mm. Man, that's who yeah, it's hard it's hard to trust somebody and follow somebody when they won't give you a voice. Whew. 
Just, that just brings back memories, right? Yeah. We sitting there thinking, like, can you think of some examples of where you were on the receiving end of some exemplary leadership where you were like, when you sitting here, do you think you can think about it now and look at it and be like, yo, like, that was a hell of a leader. Yeah. That was a guy that, you know, when I think about it, he he had it figured out. Man, you know, I've 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 yeah. been blessed to play for some great, some great, great coaches, man, some Hall of Fame coaches. But I'll go away from basketball with this one. Mm. This will be something that I learned from an individual who um was non non-athletic, didn't play sports. Uh they were actually uh, a science teacher. Uh-huh. Lifelong science teacher for 30 plus years. And I, I I had a chance to get to know this person for probably the last 20 years. And um, he just recently passed. Uh, you know, may he rest in peace. And this particular person, no matter what, no matter who, if he was talking to somebody that they had a disagreement with, somebody he didn't like, um, someone he didn't know, someone he just knew, I mean, just met, this person was consistent in how he treated people every single time mm. he met somebody. Mm. And he never he never strayed away from that. And that is something that, you know, that always resonates in me that, man, how you treat people is how it should be the way you want them to treat you. And that's how you should conduct your life. And so that leadership right there, the way this man lived his life, mm-hmm. it, it's almost it's almost like it's in a in a storybook. Now, something physically that people, you know, something they can put in mind, talk about how many people came. Oh, to- oh man. <laughs> when, you, when you talk about somebody being a teacher for 30 plus years, you know, they've, uh, they've come across a million students. And, you know, but how many people out there can honestly say they remember their fourth grade science teacher right. and you're almost the age of 50? Right. And to see so many different people come to this man's viewing, this man's funeral, and remember him as one of the lone teachers mm-hmm. that they remember, and then could spark up specific memories with him in the fourth grade, tells me all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Tells me all I need to know. And that right there is, that's the real currency. Yes, you know, like like that's that's what puts us in a space to where, and we'll talk about finances and stuff later, to where you really gotta make a decision in life and be like, what is it that I'm gonna leave behind? Right. Yeah. Of course you gotta make sure you do leave something back for your yeah. family or whatever. But is it chasing a million or is it chasing the the chance to affect somebody's life in a positive way? Right. That's true legacy. Man, it's different. Yeah. It's different. And now to bring it back for me, my leadership example the best one i got is from my mother now you're talking about being the head of a team being a team that's yours that's you that you brought in that you know represents whatever decision i make or action i make it represents her directly and now her to step back and let you uncle roll Aunt lisa have so much say and push and control on the things that i did without her being like you know, at some point, some parents get jealous. Oh, or some sure. people or some people get to a point to where it's like, nah, they're going to do what I say. Because I, nah, my mom was like, I know where my limitations were. And I know where the energy would be wasted if I did that. So let me find somebody else who did. And let's go. I'm still there. I still know what's going on. But I need that village. I need some new villagers. Yep. Right. And so for me, that's, that's, why we op- that's why we operate the way we do when we help parents when we help families because I know exactly I know exactly what that feels like yeah. to have that extra set of hands the extra set pair of ears yeah and this this current generation of kids they don't have the opportunity to experience that and they want it yeah they want the one thing that we know is people tell us all the time like how you know these kids don't want this these kids won't do this we always get great reception from children right 
and always. We're, and we're probably during the course of the day, we're probably the hardest on them all the time. You know, when they're with us, and so and and we can't get rid of them. Even new ones, like literally at this place, they're gravitating towards yeah, us. Yeah. They're like, yo, this is that, this is that, but we make it happen. Yeah. You know, and now when we go to basketball terms and we talk about leadership on a team. Yeah. Now, there's a dynamic between the coach who's a leader yep. and then there's a player who's a leader, right? right? And we can speak to this because you were my coach yep. and then I was a leader on that team and then I was a leader on pretty much every team that I came to, yep. right? But, like, how does how do you manage that relationship as a coach? Well, for, you know, you, you just have to know what type of space to give your leader, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you may have somebody that's a, a natural leader or someone that you're trying to mold into a leader. Yeah. There's two different types, you know, of leaders. And so if it's somebody that's a natural leader, then it's a lot easier to know when to step forward and when to step back. Just because that person will preemptively do certain things and 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 won't have you won't have an opportunity to step up just because, oh, he's got it. Yeah, he's. He he kind of feels what I'm what I'm trying to get done here. Mm -hmm. Someone that you're trying to mold into a leader, well, that's somebody you probably gotta shorten their leash a little bit and kind of push them along mm -hmm. until they finally uh, until they're able to make that step themselves. And it's just something. And, and like I said, coaching most of it is. If most people know X's and O's because that that's something that you no. you can study. Well, Don't oh, do shut that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. This, this, but that's something easier that you can study. Yeah. You know, but in terms of learning people mm -hmm. and being able to manage people, manage their emotions, manage their personalities, getting them to mesh with other players, yeah. That's that's the difficult part. So you got to know your team, man. You got to know, you know, if you think about just in in your era in high school, you know, we had some guys who were point guards who were silent point guards. Yes. They were leaders. Yeah. They were silent. But then we had some people who were point guards and they talked every second they were on the court. Yeah. You know, so it's just you got to just know who your who your team is and how do you get to know your team? You got to spend time with them. Man. So I would, what would you say is the role of a leader that's a player like what what is your role and you you know there's several different ways that you can do that right but what would what would be your suggestion or what would be your you know golden nugget out there for the young guys who want to be a, a leader but they think is screaming at them like yo let's work hard but what would be the the thing be an extension of the coach yeah be, be another voice on the floor on the field or whatever sport you're playing and 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 you should be emulating the actions that your coach wants you guys to do. Now, let me break that down as a player. That doesn't mean be annoying, right? right? right, right. To where you're like, yo, you know, coach said, yo, you know, coach said, no, being an extension of the coach means when he's going through the place and he's breaking down each position, you know, every position, not just yours, right? Because you know there's a couple players on your team that take a little bit longer to get it, and your coach doesn't have enough time to go through through everybody and get it. So you know that you're quick, you get it. So you're standing on the side like, hey, bro, look, what coach is saying is like, whenever you get into this space, this is the move you make. You set the screen on this time. That's an extension of the coach, yep. right? Knowing that at certain points in time, you don't want the kids talking in the gym or doing whatever, you manage that. Right. Or... If this is a team setting, we haven't gotten here yet. You know practice starts at 7.30. But you know coach wants everybody test, te tape on the court, getting through workouts by 7. Yeah. So you making sure that everybody's out of study hall, everybody's in the locker room, and everybody's on the court ready to go. Right. Right? Because you're the first one out there, and then you're in the locker room like, yo, fellas, let's get it. And maybe you out there getting through some shooting drills with them. Right. Right? But you just got everybody on the court. Yep. You're leading by example, mm -hmm. and you're pulling people with you. Yes. That's what you do. Yes. That's, that's all that that is there. And now, on the other spectrum because when it comes to coaching you know you are an adult and if you're if you're in college your career is based on temperaments of 19 to 23 year olds right right 18 to 23 and maybe a little bit older for some people right <laughs> but I always find it interesting uh when I look at the ways coaches motivate right like how do you get 
that motor going for a kid, right? How do you sustain the energy? Because at the very beginning of everything, energy is great. Right. Episode one, two, and three is dope because it's like, man, we've been out for so long. Game one, two, and three is like, yeah, I can't wait to go. Right. What about game 12? Right. Game 16? Like, what type of things do... Did you do or did you see people do to motivate players throughout the year? Well, in, in terms of coaching, especially the younger guys, um, let me take that back. Older guys yeah. as well, finding something new as a challenge. Because the one thing that always you know, gets people geared up a little bit to, to keep going is stimulating their, their brain. Mm-hmm. You know, having to learn something new is a slight challenge. Oh man, maybe we didn't do it this way before. So, you know, so let's try to do it now and get over it. because if you do the same thing over and over again, we all get bored with things. What's 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 an example of that though? Is that like, you know, second half of the season, I'm gonna add an alley oop play in? Or is that like, you know what I'm saying? Like like what's that? What's that well, new thing? Well, it could be something as simple as this. You know, typically on Mondays is defensive day, uh Tuesdays is on um, passing day, you know, Wednesdays is offense. How about we come in Monday as in opposed to going to over defense after a, a game, maybe a, a bad loss. Maybe we play a completely different sport. Mm, dodgeball or some shit, right? Yeah, we need we yeah. need something just to to get our minds off a bad loss, get us back together, focused as a group, so we can move forward. Yeah, did we play football one time? I think we did. I think we did. We did play football one time. <laughs> yeah, we played yeah. football. Yeah, and we yeah. saw who couldn't catch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's real. And then I think about. Um, I think about those things, and one of the most memorable moments I have as a player, and it's something I always think about, is pregame speeches. Mm-hmm. Right now, not every coach has their thing. Yep. Not every coach is prime time. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But I will say this, Coach Thomas. You, know, you gotta say his full name so everybody knows. Coach, who he is. Coach Ivan Thomas, champion who is in the Big East right now at Providence. Providence. Every coach I've ever played for, every locker room I've ever been in, and I've been in some locker room with some big people, mm-hmm. right? Me as a player and me observing things. I've been around some NBA coaches, been around some college coaches at every level. I've been around some preachers. Yep. <laughs> and not many could deliver the words right. the way Coach Thomas could deliver the words. Right, right. Well, you know, Coach Thomas's father was a minister. Oh, see. And so so now you, you look at the combination. You got Martin Luther King. <laughs> think about it, Martin Luther King and and we'll say uh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. That's, well, maybe we, maybe we'll we give us say, a little bit of love. Maybe we can say Doc Rivers now. Ty Lue. Yeah, we'll say Martin <laughs> Luther King and Ty Lue. Yeah. You know, that, man, that's crazy. Listen, I, I tell you guys this. Coach Thomas was a different type. I think, I think that is his strength as coach. Right. Um, X's and O's. He had all those things. But what he could get us to do as players. And so let me ultimate motivator. I'll I'll go with this. Right. So we had what we what we call um, back in the day in the factory era, the industrial area, the the old heads used to have to go into work and clock in. Yep. So you have to have you had this little paper. And when it was when you came in to do your job, you had to boom and punch in. And so at TC, we literally had that on the wall and we had to clock in. Yep. When you coming into practice, you coming into workout, you clock in. We're gonna see who's been putting in the most most work. Yep. And at the end of that, at the end of each game, somebody will get a hard hat, yep. and somebody will get a a, a lunch pail because yep. they they came ready to work. Came ready to work, and that that was dope. And now I see him at um, um, at Providence, yep. and they got the the championship belts like the wrestler belt, yep. right? And and I just know, I just know those guys. What, of course, they're showing this footage out, but I just know they're killing and trying to get that. Right, right. Because it's a different, it's a different feel. It's it's a badge of honor amongst your peers, man. Man, man, it's, it's different, and you know you worked for it. And that type of reassurance you're getting from your leader, from your coach. You're like, am I doing what he wants? You know exactly now. Right. And then, as we as our and all, of, I could call any of my teammates from 2018. All of us would say the same thing. Most people will be in the locker room, music on up until the very last second of, you know, before the coach comes in. We would all get in there 
And I'm talking about Wayne is heavy right now. This is Wayne killing it. Carter, Millie out everything. Duffel Bag Boy was out. You know, rock. I'm talking about it was a different era of music. We would all get in there. And, and 10 minutes before Coach King, I mean, Coach Thomas, Coach King, and Coach Jones and Coach Hay come into the locker room, it's silent. The headphones off. Nobody said anything. We just prepared. Because at the end of that conversation, at the end of that pregame speech, we're going to be ready to knock somebody's head off. <laughs> right? Now, on the flip, and Coach, and Coach Thomas won. We won 29 games that year. Right? On the flip side, Coach King come in there and gave three sentences. <laughs> right? But... We won 27 games that year, yeah. right? It's a different way to motivate everybody. But once you find your voice, yeah. you got to go with it. Yeah. So, look, you th- we just talked about a, uh, a mix of Martin Luther King and Ty Lue. Yeah. If that's not my personality, I come in there and do that. You guys, you guys recognize what's real and what's not. For sure. So why would I go and do something that I'm not comfortable with mm-hmm. and, and, and not give you guys a sense of um, – you know, comfort that, hey, man, this Coach Thomas is gone. Coach King is here, but we, but we okay. We'll be okay. Yeah. But you know, you can't, you can't be who you're not. Listen now, and you gotta, you gotta appeal to your demographic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say any names, but there's a majority of white coaches out here, mm-hmm. right? And so you gotta appeal to your demographic, right. not in like a corny or appropriation type of way. But you gotta appeal to your demographic. I remember having like a country song played at one time before. Listen, some lyrics because you know the one of the most legendary joints Coach Thomas gave was before the Montrose Christian game, when he when he finished his uh, his speech off with. I ain't never ran from it, and I damn sure ain't about to pick the day to stop running. If you guys don't know, that's Titty Boy, not Two Chains. That's Titty Boy and Wayne, yep. Duffel Bag Boy, Duffelback. Play a Circle, right? And so he finished off with that, and it was like, yo, we ready to go. Yep. And I've had some moments where my coaches were playing some, you know, some Christian gospel <laughs> and said, you know, guys, if this don't get you fired up, I don't know what will. Yeah. And my, in the locker room, we got some, you from Richmond, right. <laughs> DC. We like, yeah. yo, you, you just get, throw the ball. You got to know your guys, man. Yeah. Gotta, yeah, like you as a coach, you shouldn't even be picking songs. Listen, what did I used to do? Listen, give it to us yeah. and just let it hear, yeah. let, let it rock off. Yeah, just give you, just give you some limitations. Like, yeah. Yates, we, Yates, we can't go too crazy. Yeah, but you do what you do. Oh yeah, man, do what you do. That's that's love though, man. So. Um, and that's that's something that, you know, our young and upcoming coaches, um, that's something that I'm learning. That's something that you should take into consideration, too. Right. Um, yelling and screaming don't always work. Because nope. the message isn't received the same from everybody right. towards everybody. Right. It, it's going to hit different right. depending on who's saying it. But um, as a coach, that's 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 your job. Right. Learn, find ways to motivate and don't be a dinosaur. Right. You got to adjust to the times, right? right? So you're going to have to, you know, we, we you, gonna, you might got to do some TikTok things. Just stay within <laughs> your, you know what I'm saying? They'll be doing the TikTok dances. Just stay within your space. You know, Deion Sanders, Primetime, does a great job with that. Yeah. And there's several coaches that, that do that. But, um, you know, got to motivate. And so that's the, that's the inspiration for us here in um, Abu Dhabi today. Um, you know, BTG. Man, let me make sure I plug. You guys know who Mountain Dubai, who Mountain DXB, who Mountain AE. You know what it is. We are expanding, as you guys see. You know, bigger and better is coming slowly but surely. Um, definitely shout out to our support staff today. Yeah. This weekend. I you get know. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, shout out to Jello, you know, thick calves and all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ilias here. My wife is here helping us out, you yeah. know, for a little bit, you know, a little something. Yeah, I may have seen her thirty minutes thirty this minutes, weekend. You know, she had to go back and take a nap, you know. You know but but um man, shout out to that. And shout out to the new followers that we have. Yeah. Um, shout out to the new young talent that we've come into and to their parents that yep. even spent time talking to us. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to it. And hey, we're still on schedule. Yeah. You know, yep. still on schedule. So you guys know how we wrap it up. OG post game wrap up. Well, this is this is pertaining to the fact that we're at a tournament right now and there's a lot of young players that this is their first time playing in a tournament style setting. And so we've seen a lot of nerves out there. And Mm -hmm. um, with those nerves come a lot of mistakes, unforced mistakes. And so this is just something for them. You know, don't think of it as the event. 
it is a big time tournament. It's a lot of good players here, a lot of coaches here. We're evaluating talent, trying to pick the all-tournament team, but it's just a game. Mm. It's the same game, same 10-foot rim, 94 feet court, same thing, man. It's calm down, think of it that way. Something that you've been doing, you know, all this time preparing to get here, don't get here now and overthink it. Right. Man, you can take the un untraditional route. You can take the untraditional route to get to wherever it is that you want to get to. Yeah. Uh, we we do have the, there are blueprints out there. There are things um, that we're seeing that are becoming common, and if it works, you know. And it, to people's credit, sometimes if it works for them, I can make it work for me. Right. For sometimes it works that way, but don't get caught up in that. If you start to see that you hit a roadblock and it's not working, there are untraditional routes to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. You know, there are young people that we see here that want to play Division One basketball and the route that kids that we're used to seeing would take, they can't take that route. No. They got to do something different. But that untraditional route doesn't mean you can't get there. Right. And no matter what it is, whether that's um, with family, with, with marriage, with business, whatever, that untraditional route may be the route that's just picture perfect for you. Yep. Maybe, you know? maybe a different route, like you said. Maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. But... The, the, the thing is, you just want to get there. Get there. And as long as you keep moving forward towards it, you won. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I might have messed up the theme music in the beginning. <laughs> but that's, hey, that's, that's listen, good. as long as you push that button, I'm cool. Yeah, red light is on okay. today on all level. Okay. All right. And so you guys know how it is, BTG Nation. Make sure you follow us. Keep us growing. HMD, shout out to Golf U Sports. Thank you guys for your time. Oh, man. Don't forget the hotel. Oh, and the, the hotel. Plush. Yeah, we in the plush the spot. Late Meridian, if you're out here. You finally and got a couch that ain't hurting my back. Man, in the lighting. You guys got to see the chandelier. It gets different than me. <laughs> I'm talking about the stars are on the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? In the corner over there, they got the party outside, the balloons going. So yeah. shout out to the Late Meridian in Abu Dhabi. Um, thank you for having us. Thank you for allowing me to take over your space. Now I'm about to go eat this free dinner y'all got. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as always, keep it going, keep it simple, and keep it real. Player and coach, the brother, the brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events, to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk, gotta tune in. You already know, G. This BTG Nation, and you wanted the homies. Just tune in. You already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.